0: It's the Y'all Show. Welcome back to another week of the show all about the South. John Rawl, and our number is 803-816-1170. You can call, text, whatever you need to do to let us know how you are feeling and what you've got on your mind, 803-816-1170. On Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. Going to have a good show today as we try to do each and every day on the program. An hour or two, we'll have Jerry Short stopping by with short stories. Also, we'll have the weekend review of sports as we had an Italian win the Open Championship in golf. A couple of Southerners fighting along the way but just couldn't get it done in Scotland. And Francesco Molinari wins the Open Championship and the nearly $2 million prize that comes along with that. So congrats to the Italian. And maybe a Southerner or an American will fight back hard next year. Jordan Speeth was the defending champion of that tournament heading into this past weekend, but wasn't able to maintain his lead and uh, couldn't, couldn't repeat. But he did have a nice haircut. Did you see that? Jordan Speeth has had a military-style haircut, it looks like. I, I never saw him with his hat off, but he looked like he had a high and tight. And I like that. Makes him look a little younger. Which is rather strange since the guy's only like 24 years old. <laughs> but yeah, Jordan, good job there. Maybe you and I need to share barber barber's secrets and such. So we got the sports talk, we got Jerry Short coming up. And one of the things Jerry Short's going to talk about in an hour or two is the awful tragedy that happened at the end of last week in Missouri at the lake there near Branson, where 17 people died on a duck boat accident. And we'll talk about that here in just a second, too, the news side of that. But Jerry's going to share his own perspective on riding on these duck boats in the Hot Springs area. And I think he may have been on one in Branson too at one time. So we'll have him talk about that, plus some of his stories from traveling beyond the Mason Dixon line coming up an hour or two. Here in this hour, we'll have a little bit later in this hour Wilbur Ross's statements as he is the Commerce Secretary of the United States. And I saw an interview that I just kind of found the other day on YouTube that I had not seen anywhere else, and I think it deserves a little bit more, a little bit more airplay. So, Ross sat down with CNBC's uh, anchor on the show Squawk Box, and this was a show. Uh, this was an interview in the uh, on the lawns of the White House talking about trade and employment and i felt like here in the yaw street business report today let's go straight to the horse's mouth let's go to the administration of president trump and hear what they're saying about american workers and trade wilbur ross his interview for on cnbc we're going to play a portion of that in our and later on in this hour in our yaw street business report we'll have hashtag hullabaloo in the next segment of the y'all show we've got some fun stuff to mention there but again at the end of last week as this story was developing on friday when we were doing our show we weren't able to give you the details but now we know 17 people died in a tragic duck boat accident outside of branson missouri on it happened thursday night and they were still finding bodies and such friday 17 people died after this boat capsized and sank and nine were from the same family as Tia Coleman lost three children. She survived. She lost three children, uh, her husband, and a bunch of in-laws, in this, and also an uncle in this tragedy. She and her 13-year-old nephew, Donovan, were able to escape. But you just have to feel so... Did you see the press conference she had over the weekend? This Indianapolis native was on a family vacation in Branson at this lake. And I've been to that lake. That is where Bass Pro Shop has their resort. And someone invited me and my wife at the time and my young son to go there on an outing several years ago. <laughs> we had an absolute blast. It It's it one of those deals where couples kind of got together and we had a weekend outing. And and I've, I've not, as an adult, stayed up with other couples until like 4 in the morning before. But I did that time. And, and let's say some spirits were involved. Fun time. And it was in the middle of the winter, so we could all, you know, have the campfire going, I think, and bundle up and, and just, just just run our mouth. Well, that was a lot of fun. But this this was supposed to be that same type of event for the family that was there with the Coleman family. And it they, they decided to ride the boat because one of Tia Coleman's uh, kids, her eldest, he had autism, and he loved the water, and he loved to have fun. So they all thought this would be a fun thing for him to be able to ride on this duck boat and so they all went out there 11 family members nine of which perished in this tragedy on thursday evening luckily she survived and her nephew survived but golly losing nine losing three kids and a husband and i i don't know how she had the strength now she said she was apostolic in the interview and she's very religious and i know that's the main reason she's gotten through this and we'll continue to get through it but i mean it it just to even say that it took guts for her to sit there and take questions would be an understatement it was just i mean i cried i cried watching her cry and she didn't even cry that much this lady had lost so much but she still had the fortitude to sit there and take questions and just discuss all this you just your heart breaks for her i know she's got a support group her pastor came all the way from indianapolis to help her if you saw that interview but Wow, and then she, let's not forget the other family members who lost were lost in this tragedy. Yeah, I guess it would be eight other people died that weren't part of the Coleman family that died in this, including the boat driver. He died in it. Seventeen died. Fourteen were able to escape from the duck boat accident outside of Branson, Missouri, on Thursday night. So. Branson, I know, being hit hard by this, a uh, lovely place to go in southwest Missouri, right just north of the Arkansas line. And, of course, country music is a big part of the Branson area. And people going to Table Rock Lake, always a fun thing. A very deep lake, by the way, right there. It's very mountainous. The Ozarks go through there, and it's a, it's a very, even though if you saw the video, they didn't look like they were close to land. Well, they were, but it's such a steep incline, I guess, going into the basin of the lake and that's why it just made for a very tough, tough recovery and we just our heart breaks for all those who were lost, including a few from Arkansas that died in this tragedy. The victims came from four states, the 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 people that passed away. So again, what a what a terrible thing there in Branson last week with the loss of so many lives. Unfortunately, Saturday on the coast of North Carolina was also a deadly day as three different people died in drownings on the coast of North Carolina. These people drowned at Holden Beach, one died at Sunset Beach, and one died at Wrightsville Beach. All were men, and this happened on Saturday on the coast of North Carolina. We've seen some storms come through there. I I don't know what was going on that could have led to three drownings on the same day, but what a tragedy there is North Carolina beaches having three separate drownings on one day. Be careful out there. They got the rip tides, You got to be careful. No matter if you're in the Atlantic or the Gulf, on vacation. If you got little ones, it doesn't take much for those tides, those currents to get you when you're not looking, and you can be dragged off. That could have been what happened there off of the coast of North Carolina in these three separate drownings and especially if there's any kind of weather going on that may cause currents to be a little bit more active, please be careful. Please, please, please. I think current also is a factor on inland lakes to some degree, but certainly offshore. And definitely Atlantic Ocean versus Gulf, a little bit more strong. But regardless, just be very careful when you're out swimming. We want want to keep you around and we want to Again, keep those three men who died in North Carolina in our thoughts and prayers and their families. To Georgia, tomorrow they'll have the Republican runoff as current Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle is up against Secretary of State Brian Kemp for the Republican nod to face off against Stacey Abrams. She's the Democratic selection, and they'll be facing off in the November general election Abrams would become the first black woman elected governor in the entire U.S. She's 44 years old and a former state house leader, and she'll be facing off against whoever emerges in Tuesday's election between Casey Cagle and Brian Kemp. Remember, in the Georgia governor's race, President Trump's already backed Kemp in this, and current governor Nathan Deal has put his support behind Cagle. So, Republican leadership at odds between the two candidates, and it would it's, it's going to be a, a fun race to watch. We'll have a lot more e- info on it. On the Tuesday, y'all will be getting a visit from Jim Galloway of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He covers politics for AJC.com, and we'll get his thoughts on this governor's ha battle going on in the Peach State on the Republican side, at least. And we'll also learn more about Stacey Abrams as she'll be facing off against the person that emerges as the victor tomorrow night in Georgia's governor's primary. In the state of Mississippi forever, the University of Mississippi in Oxford has been the only pharmacy school in the Magnolia State. Well, Ole Miss is getting competition as William Carey University will start having its own pharmacy school at the School of Pharmacy in Biloxi. William Carey University is out of Hattiesburg, but they have opened a very nice, campus just north of Biloxi in Gulfport, Mississippi, on Traditions Parkway. I think that's the name of it. I've seen it a couple of times. And now 58 student, students will now be going through pharmacy school on the Biloxi campus of William Carey University in a $7 million three-story pharmacy building. So Ole Miss, you got competition <laughs> from William Carey. As you know, a lot of states historically had one pharmacy school. But we've seen through the years, especially if your state's got a little bigger, you've seen the addition of multiple pharmacy schools, some even, like in Louisiana forever, the only pharmacy school in the state was at the campus of Northeast Louisiana, which then became Louisiana Monroe. Well, the the people at LSU didn't like that, and I think, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, I think LSU has its own pharmacy school now. But one time I got to interview, one of my great interviews with Y'all Magazine, is I got to interview the chief behind the (laughs) very southern, very Louisiana-friendly named company, Boudreaux's Butt Paste. Have you heard of Boudreaux's Butt Paste? Yeah, it works. It's actually a great thing, and it works if you've got a small child. Well, Mr. Boudreaux, George Boudreaux, I got to hang out one time at an LSU football game. He invited me on his RV, big LSU fan. But he went to school at Northeast Louisiana because he was a pharmacist. And as a pharmacist, he created Boudreaux's Butt Paste. And you can still find Boudreaux's Butt Paste in pharmacies and Walmarts across the southeast. And Mr. Boudreaux's got a great product there. But yes, he actually, although an LSU fan, big time, he went to NLU, now known as the University of Louisiana Monroe. But now in Mississippi, you've got more than one pharmacy school to attend. And I know you all find multiple pharmacy schools in Tennessee and Georgia, I believe. South Carolina, I think, has only one at the University of South Carolina. But I could be wrong. Like I said, more, more and more being added across the South. Because pharmacy is a big business. And they need pharmacists. They need qualified pharmacists. And you can't just have those one school's in some of these states because we're we're a region that's pretty darn big, in case you haven't noticed. Now to Dollar General. You talk about something being big. Dollar General, the Nashville-based company, has absolutely gone bonkers in the last 10 years, putting up stores all over the southeast, all over the country. And I want to give them credit. Actually, I, sorry, they're really more of a Goodlettsville, Tennessee-based company, not Nashville. So I apologize, Dollar General. But they're in the news because they are not giving away $150 coupons online to celebrate 135 years of service, despite an offer circulating on social media. It's fake news, people. First of all, I know from my time living in Middle Tennessee, Dollar General is not 135 years old. No. Actually, Dollar General was started in 1939, which means they've only been around for 79 years so the coupon is fake okay so no $150 coupon users are being told they just they get $150 coupon but no contact information is requested on this offer so Dollar General has a mess to clean up on aisle three with this fake coupon going out other offers are also coming out on social media including fake offers for coupons for free Delta Airlines and free tickets to Disneyland and one for a free Toyota car. I would like to get that one. I I I need a free car. But I call, also could use a $150 coupon or as they say in Middle Tennessee when I first moved to Middle Tennessee I I I live in the home with a true T- Middle Tennessee and uh, and I mean this and and with respect people in Middle Tennessee I'm I'm a southern boy and all that and I love my region and I love my southern accents. So he would get his Sunday Tennessee newspaper and he didn't get it for the news; he'd get it for the, as he would call it, coupons. <laughs> First time I'd ever heard that word pronounced that way: coupons, not coupons, coupons. <laughs> so, Mr. Frank, I've I've learned always to kind of kid around about coupons that we were in the newspaper when I when I think of that word, I think of you, sir. And uh, and that was in twenty five years ago. I moved to Nashville and lived there and got. A chance to have some good coupons, but no, the dollar fifty, the hundred fifty dollar General coupon ain't true. Okay, so if you get that offer, just throw it in the trash. Okay, now to Louisville, Kentucky. Remember how the University of Louisville basketball team has been in the news for the wrong reasons the last couple of years under Coach Rick Pitino? Well, the woman who declared herself the escort queen of that sex scandal within the U of L basketball program. Well, she's now been indicted on theft charges. The Louisville newspaper Courier-Journal reports that Katina Powell was indicted by a grand jury on Thursday of last week of criminal possession of a forged instrument and theft by deception. The citation says that Powell is accused of stealing blank checks in April, totaling $2,900 and attempting to cash them at a liquor store. The citation says the checks were stolen from Thomas Tyree, who has said he wanted the case dropped? She called herself the escort queen in a book after she allegedly provided women to have sex with Louisville Cardinal basketball players and recruits between 2010 and 2014. And that accusation led the NCAA to revoke Louisville's 2013 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. And ultimately, Rick Patino, the longtime coach of the U of L, left. I think it was last year before the season started, after all this absolute mess. Nothing officially's come down for him yet, but it, the woman that kind of was a part of that, the, the queen, <laughs> the queen of the cards in trouble for forged check shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, man. Now to Savannah, Georgia. Now, let me start this out by saying, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Now, who, who talks like that all the time and, and they're on television well they used to be on television a lot more it's paula dean but this 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 here this bit of bit of news we're going to tell you it's not about paula it's about the captain do you know who the, the captain and paula dean's life is it's her husband michael groover i've had a chance to meet both of them before nice people in fact she met michael because he lived in the same subdivision in Savannah, after she got divorced, she she met him, and he, he, he's a, like a ship captain. He has like a tugboat there in the Savannah River and helps guide ships. That's why he's called the captain. Well, kind of fitting that persona of Groover, he has won the Ernest Hemingway lookalike competition in Key West, Florida. <laughs> yeah, 150 people got together from all over the world, including Australia and Norway and participated in this three-night competition in Key West. And Groover won. And it was all as part of the celebration of Ernest Hemingway, the great writer's 119th birthday. Groover credited the win on his ninth attempt in part of a persistence and support from his wife and family. He's tried nine times before and he couldn't get it. But he finally got it. And his wife was very happy with his victory. So good job, Michael Groover, the captain winning the Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest in Key West, Florida. And I know your wife's proud. So she can now say that she's not Paula Dean. She's Michael Groover's wife. Pretty neat. Pretty neat story. And he does look like Ernest Hemingway. If you've ever seen Michael Groover on some of the Paula Dean shows and such, he's he's got the white beard and a little bit slightly chubby. And it's so funny if you see a picture of him winning this contest, he's being congratulated on stage with about Eight other men who all have the same look, the white beard, slightly chubby bellies, and it looks like most of them are wearing Ernest Hemingway attire with sort of a fishing shirt and such. But he wins, and I wonder what the, the reward for that is. I wonder if you get a lot of money. Maybe he can help jumpstart his wife's television career. I've seen her on a few things, but, man, she took a hit seven, eight years ago. Uh, over some comments she made, which should never have been made public, frankly, but she made them, and they were all part of a deposition. I think she had to do. Paul Dean, the wife of Michael Groover. Congrats, Captain. Now, to also a little bit north of Key West, you'll find Hallandale Beach, Florida. And how about this? A 97 a 97 year old horse trainer won a thoroughbred race this past weekend. And he had won over what he did last year when he was 96 years old. Jerry Bazo prevailed with gusty wind, winning the fifth race at Gulfstream Park by nearly four lengths and a mild upset. What a great win and what a great deal. Bazo was born October 25, 1990. And he is a retired aeronautical engineer and served in World War II and as a horse trainer at the age of 97 His horse, Gusty Wynn, wins at Gulfstream Park in South Florida. Great job, Jerry. Woo! What an accomplishment. Now to Nashville. And if you love looking at the skyline of Nashville when you come in from whichever direction, on I-65, I-40, I-24, well, the city landscape may look a little bit different because this past weekend, the 11-story building known as the Sullivan Tower was demolished, imploded, and it brought down a big fog of debris Saturday across Music City. The implosion followed an effort to preserve the 1940s era Art Deco office tower, but ultimately it was brought down. This used to be the home of Lifeway, which was the Southern Baptist bookstores, and they may use that name for other things. I remember one time just kind of picking on Southern Baptist and Lifeway. I had a, tried to get a meeting with them about y'all, about y'all. And I had a y'all magazine with me, and I went in for the meeting, and they would not let me bring y'all magazine into Lifeway's corporate office because it was not part of their publication. Not, it was something they hadn't approved. And, my, you know, y'all magazine was harmless. It's just a magazine about the South. That's how stringent Lifeway and the Southern Baptists are. And I would say, <laughs> I'm not a Southern Baptist, so I don't mean to offend Southern Baptists, but I'd say that's just hypocritical. Come on. It's not American to restrict me from not, not even bringing a magazine. I mean, it wasn't an adult magazine. It was just a magazine about the South with people like Dave Ramsey in it and other good Southern people and Christian people and people of all faiths, but it was a positive magazine. And they wouldn't even let me bring in a building. I'm not making this up, people. But anyway, Lifeways building there in Nashville now demolished. And they're going to put up some kind of fancy project there that's going to include a music venue, a movie theater, and a park in downtown Nashville. Now to the Commonwealth of Virginia. You know about Smithfield hams? And Virginia is known for having Virginia baked ham. Well, Smithfield Foods is now closing their last smokehouse known for Smithfield ham. There in Smithville, Virginia, that happened. And the the company reached the end of its useful life for that smokehouse. But they say they have plenty of genuine Smithville hams stockpiled to satisfy immediate demand. How can you have Smithville ham but the town that you're from doesn't have a smokehouse for Smithville hams? Smithville Foods, you've got a lot to answer here. But I do love me some good Virginia baked ham. That smokehouse was said to be more than 50 years old. Whether the company will build a new smokehouse, seek a change in state law, or simply abandon the genuine Smithfield name is now a matter of speculation in Smithfield, Virginia. Smithfield Foods closing down a smokehouse there in Virginia. Here's a feel-good story coming from the South Carolina upstate. Greenville, South Carolina, police officers and firefighters teamed up with Santa and Mrs. Claus to help bring... Christmas in July to patients at the Shriners Hospital for Children. That happened today in Greenville. They collected toys, electronics, and other care items during a toy drive last week. And then today in Greenville, they went around and gave Christmas cheer to all these kids on July 23rd. We're we're less than six months away from Christmas. A caravan of police cars and a fire truck delivered the toys with some help from their partners from the North Pole. That's a nice story coming from Greenville. Way to go, Greenville PD and Greenville Fire Department. And I've, I've seen the Greenville County Sheriff's Department. They're not part of this. I've seen them a lot on Live PD in the past. But the city of Greenville, good job there helping, helping make kids days. This is a weird story coming from San Antonio. A baby is going to be able to have Chick-fil-A for life because this baby was born at a San Antonio Chick-fil-A's restroom that's right the the lady was in there having our meeting up with some friends and my wife did something spectacularly amazing under some pretty chaotic circumstances she needs to be celebrated said the father robert griffin (laughs) and she had the baby in the bathroom at the chick-fil-a there in san antonio and as a result chick-fil-a is going to give give the baby free food for life How, how could you not know you're about to give a baby when you're going out to eat, I know, I know, I never, I've never had a baby. I, I promise you. In fact, when my baby was born, I didn't birth it, but I was there. I was a big part of it. We were going go to go to Cracker Barrel. That was our big plan. But my wife, like most people, when we got ready to walk out the door, she's like, uh uh, "Uh, uh, uh, I think we not don't need to go to Cracker Barrel." I'm like, "Oh, really?" And I started getting mad. You yeah. know. I want to go eat a Cracker Barrel. No, I think my water broke. So we go to the hospital. Sure enough, 10 hours later, 12 hours later, out pops Mr. Knowlton. But, yeah, food and having babies is a is a good thing. Speaking of Mr. Knowlton, he's going to probably be a co-host of the show before he has to depart in a few days. So warning, Mr. Knowlton, get your work clothes on here. Is your, you, you and other kids across the South, are enjoying your last days of summer. <laughs> Can you believe it? Schools are starting back within days if they haven't started back already. It seems like school is getting shorter and shorter, the The break for summer every year. And, and for my son and maybe for your own kids and grandkids, early August, they're back in school. That just doesn't seem fair. That's, it doesn't seem right. But I guess these educators who are all making 100000 plus know what they're doing. But a story from San Antonio as a youngster is gonna be able to enjoy Chick-fil-A for the rest of their life because they were born in a Chick-fil-A bathroom. Sounds like a good country. Instead of born on a bayou, born in a Chick-fil-A bathroom. (laughs) Now to Memphis and our D D I just can't say this enough. D U M M dumb person of the day. D U M M Dumb. A Bluff City man stole his date's car, and then goes on another date. What what a stud dog! Kelton Griffin stole his date's car, and went to her house and took her took her on a date. And the man stopped at a gas station and asked the woman to get him some cigars. And while she was I guess, getting cigars, he drove off in her Volvo. Later that same night, this was Saturday night, another woman contacted the victim and told her that Griffin had taken her on a date. That woman led police to a drive-in movie theater where they found the Volvo. Griffin was in the driver's seat, and police arrested him and charged him with theft of property. (laughs) So if you're going to go on a date with somebody else, at least don't do it with a stolen car from another woman. You talk about jealousy. I'm, we're lucky somebody didn't get stabbed or killed in this one kelton man where did you learn how to make your moves that was a route moving the wrong direction there in memphis but he's behind bars after stealing his dates car her volvo hey at least he's got nice touch yeah volvo's a nice car makes for a good date i guess Well, that wraps up the headlines from across the South here on a Monday. John Rawl, this is the Y'all Show. When we come back, it's time for Hashtag Hullabaloo. We'll have the fun stuff from social media that is right around the corner on Y'all.
1: Ah,
2: the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
3: There's never been a better time to try our Sprint Network. We have to find a way to tell everyone atlas is here to help
4: because now we have our new unlimited plus plan it has hulu and all the tv and movies you love title premium music streaming 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot and full hd all on the network built for unlimited at the best price exactly we need to shout this deal from the rooftops you got it atlas
3: i didn't mean literally
4: sprint's new unlimited plus plan best
3: deal ever switch to sprints unlimited plus plan for just 42 dollars per line but hurry for a limited time it's now 22 dollars per line when you bring or buy your own phones visit a sprint store sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1
4: price with five dollars per month auto pay discount one hulu limited commercials plan for sprint account features differ offer coverage not available everywhere excludes taxes fees and roaming requires new lines subject
3: to credit third activation fee speed maximums use rules and restrictions apply When you don't have a big marketing budget, you have to wait until the opportunity is just right. Well, consider this your opportunity alarm going off. Vistaprint's semi-annual sale has arrived with up to 50% off site-wide, including custom postcards, signs, invitations, posters, and more. And with tons of business card options, like square cards, now's the time to get huge savings on them, too. Make the most of this opportunity. Go to vistaprint.com by July 24th and enter the promo code SAVEBIG.
5: I've touched the wings of an angel that flies on the wind. Under the stars,
4: she comes to me and takes my hand.
0: We're back on y'all as hour one of today's show for Monday is up and going. John Rawl, your host, and we're talking the south on y'all. Well, we're into what we call hashtag hullabaloo. This is where we dive into social media and pull out the goodness that it prevails on social media. And we go to Twitter where we find Shelby Bond, at yours Shelby, on Twitter. And Shelby says that he's a stand-up comedian and a people-pleaser. He knows when to hold them but not when to fold them. He calls himself a FOMO-sexual, <laughs> F-A-U-X-mo-sexual, okay, whatever that means. Well, his statement on Twitter, try not to use the masculine generic, has brought me back to my southern roots. You guys equals y'all. <laughs> Shelby, thank you, that's a good point. And it reminded me of a story I saw over the weekend about how a couple has decided to not give their young child a a gender they've got a gender neutral name and gender neutral life style right now for their young one they're going to let the kid decide whether the, they're going to be a boy or a girl can you believe this they're raising their child as a baby t-h-e-y-b-i-e a baby <laughs> what a crazy world we live in right now but yeah shelby you are right that uh Trying to be masculine, generic. You can use y'all, and that means men and women too. So, good point there. Kylie cooks on Twitter. Check out this creamy, tangy, and traditional buttermilk pie. Got a picture of a beautiful buttermilk pie uh, right there on Twitter. And Kylie at Kylie Cooks is is the Twitter account, and her name is K Y L E E Kylie Cooks. Just look at that delicious buttermilk pie. Making me hungry already, Kylie, on this Monday. I'm going to have to try that out. Mm, Looks good. Now to my hometown, Lexington, South Carolina. And I wasn't looking for hometown stuff, but this popped up on Twitter and just wanted to share it with you. From Wingard's Market, they're on Highway 6, just south of the Lake Murray Dam, just west of Columbia, South Carolina. Wingard's Market, they do a great job of having local produce and more. And their Twitter account, at Wingard's Market, has... Great recipe using our sausage and Keisler's hometown, rather Keisler's homegrown grits you'll find in our produce market, sausage and grits quiche. And that also looks absolutely delicious there as you'll find that sausage and grits quiche at Wingard's Market. Hmm, I need to get home. <laughs> Harold's Heights is a restaurant in Houston, Texas. And they're known for their southern cuisine and cocktails, and got a food truck and more. They're located at 350 West 19th Street along the Buffalo Bayou in downtown Houston, Texas. And they put on Twitter, at Harold's Heights on Twitter, thanks to the Houston Chronicle and Greg Marengo for the great article of the day in the Weekly Entertainment Guide. I need to go read that article, but that looks like a lot of good stuff there coming from Harold's Heights restaurant in Houston. If you're in the mood for some good cooking, some good southern cooking, they build themselves as Southern Creole Cooking. So go to Houston, real fun, you know, they call Houston H Town. You may not have known that. Well remember H Town and remember the two H's here. Harold's Heights. Harold's Heights restaurant in Houston. They've got great cuisine, it looks like. I need to check it out when I go to Houston, the Bayou City. Arcana Obscura on Twitter, she writes, My shortcut to tea, by far I'm dead, taken in the Unitarian Cemetery in Charleston. She's got a picture of an old cemetery in Charleston, South Carolina, in downtown Charleston, and it's from the Unitarian Church. And I've seen that name Unitarian before. I've never run across a Unitarian. Unitarians still exist. And if you're out there listening and you are a Unitarian, or you know a Unitarian, God bless you. I'm sorry I don't know the history behind you and your influence and impact in American history. But at least in the early days in cities like Charleston and Savannah and perhaps New Orleans, Unitarians were more common. They still exist today, but not very big. In America. But Unitarians in South Carolina have a legacy of professional distinction and influence. Throughout the 19th century, Unitarians filled the top ranks of the growing professional classes and forged a respectable place for rational Christianity alongside an increasing evangelical culture. Uh, they, they evidently came from the English class and such. and during the antebellum period, Southern Unitarians neutralized the more radical elements in all of these sources and created a core of maintain and they, they had this sort of uh, maintaining the Bible as the Word of God and believed in the virgin birth, the resurrection, and the miracles and divinity of Christ, although they stressed the unity of God as opposed to the Trinity. They believed that Christ was the Son of God, but as the Son, was not as divine as the Father. For this, many within orthodoxy rejected their claim as Christians. So if you want to learn more about Unitarians in the South, Unitarians in, a, in, a, in, all, in all, look it up. It's fascinating, but they were much bigger and much more influential 200 years ago than they are today. But if you'll go to a place like Charleston, you'll see an absolutely stunning cemetery in downtown of the Unitarian Cemetery, and it looks like Arcana found that in her in her photo that she's got from Twitter, uh, my shortcut to T, she found the cemetery. Just so you know, today, Unitary Unitarian Universalist Association has 199,000 members in America, and this organization combines religious beliefs and has liberal leanings. They're based out of Massachusetts now, so I don't know the connection between them and perhaps the the old South Carolina Unitarians from 200 years ago. Hey, got to love this picture from Rentus.com, at Rentus.com on Twitter. Never underestimate Southern creativity. And this is a picture going down the road of an air conditioner in a car like the air conditioner you'll find sticking out of a home. It's on the side of this car, and they've got a jalopy. (laughs) Pretty creative there from Rentus.com. Appreciate that. Tyler comment on Twitter. has got uh, Learning the Southern Way as Bill Mayo becomes the first AOA for DO's president, and he's from Mississippi, so I had to look that up. The American Osteopathic Association just had their convention this past weekend, and they inaugurated William S. Mayo, DO, as the 2018-19 president of the American Osteopathic Association. Dr. Mayo is a board-certified ophthalmologist practicing in Oxford, Mississippi. And so you want to know what is a DO? Well, in the United States, doctors are either an MD or a DO, an osteopathic doctor. For patients, there's virtually no difference between the treatment by a DO versus an MD. In other words, you should be equally comfortable if your doctor is an MD or a DO. See, we, we let you know all this fun stuff on the Y'all Show. And finally, from the hashtag today, from Kim Seegers. And her Twitter account, This Old Mom, writes today, It's Monday and time for some good old red beans. Nothing's easier and more delicious than this instant pot of red beans and rice, (laughs) y'all. And that does look good. And maybe everybody should have red beans and rice on Monday. I have no problem with that, Kim. Good job. Well, that concludes today's Hashtag Hullabaloo. When we come back, we're going to do a quick look at the U.S. economy and jobs. We'll hear from Wilbur Ross, the Secretary of the U.S., in our Y'all Street Business Report. That's ahead on Y'all.
3: And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T dot promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
6: Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos.
4: An overflowing toilet can wreak havoc on your home. So today... I'll show you how to avoid a flood by installing the toilet in your bathtub. All you need is a plumber's wrench and a hose clamp. This easy modification not only stops flooding, it also cuts down on morning prep time.
6: You could try to protect your home with a tub toilet, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be.
1: It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go.
0: Gonna take it to the Crystal and a Picture Show. Back into the Y'all Show on a Monday with John Rawl. And here on the Y'all Show, we often have what we call the Y'all Street Business Report, where we look across the southeast and find out what's going on. We know how... We are hearing great numbers from Washington in terms of employment and such. It says that the U.S. has added 195,000 jobs in the month of June, and the employment rate held at 3.8%. So at least statistically, things are looking good, and hopefully those after effects are coming down south and impacting great states and great employers and, and employees Well, I discovered an interview over the weekend that I wanted to share a portion of this with you. It's from CNBC's show called Squawk Box, and anchor Joe Kernan is the the guy sitting here doing this interview, and he's with Wilbur Ross, our current U.S. Secretary of Commerce, and they're at the White House talking, and they talk about the American worker and trade, and it was announced last week, the American Worker Council is a new deal that's been created. So let's go hear that conversation from CNBC's Joe Kernan and Wilbur Ross on the you Street Business Report. The
7: president is gonna sign an executive order for the creation uh, of what is called uh, the National Council for the American Worker, and it's gonna be an interagency uh, entity. You're gonna be co-chair yes. uh, with Ivanka Trump. Right. What's, what's the, just for people that, I, I've been studying up on it, but what, what are you gonna do? You're gonna close the skills gap with the help of, of the private sector is well, that it? exactly
5: what we're going to do is get very very active involvement by the private sector they're the ones who have to fill the skills gap they're the ones who need the workers because right now we have actually more job openings than we have unemployed people and part of the reason for that is that they lack the skills the unemployed people so we've got to have a mechanism for giving them the equivalent of apprenticeship and other education.
7: The, the facts, when you look at them, are, are daunting because the type of jobs that were around not just 30 years ago, but even 5 or 10 years ago, it, have totally changed. And our education system at this point starts, at, it, it never goes above 25 years old, does it? So there's a whole group of, of able-bodied workers that maybe is reflected in that low participation rate because they don't have the skills for for today's job well
5: it's true that's reason almost 38 percent of the workforce age people are not actively in the workforce so I think a lot of it is they just don't have the skill
7: and there's automation coming and there's uh, there, there's so many pressures on, on the American worker and, and, and we've tried in the past we've got What did I read? We've got 40 different job training programs spread across how many different government agencies, 12 or 15?
5: It's mind-boggling.
7: It's it's kind of an example of the the bureaucracy and sort of the slowness of the government because it hasn't been that effective. The results have not, you know, for the money that's been spent, the results aren't there. This could streamline things.
5: Right. Well, one of the big problems with government is they love to create new entities, but they never measure performance in private sector, you'd never let a thing just keep going forever without measuring was it accomplishing the job.
7: Another thing that occurred to me, Wilbur, is that we all want it to, Democrats obviously want to train people. They want everyone to have a job. But in this case, if you don't help the people that that aren't working the economy gdp is going to be slower than it would be if you did help there's a way that this is a win-win for everybody involved because it's holding back the employment we could be even lower if we if these people had the skills for these six million jobs that aren't filled right now
5: well for sure look gdp growth is a function of several things population growth workforce growth workforce participation productivity for productivity, you need skills.
7: So it, it, for Republicans, you're, you're not, you're not going to hear, oh, this is another government program. We're going to throw money at a problem. It, it's actually something that, that could help. It's a growth initiative. It could help GDP. It could help lower the uh, employment rate, and everybody wins.
5: Well, and this is not something that's going to spend a lot of government money. There, there will be the advisory group from industry and from academia that will help us come up with ideas how to do. But if we do not visualize this being a multi-billion dollar spending. It won't be needed.
7: You've got commitments lined up already. And I know there was a goal, uh, and Ivanka's going to talk about this later, but but corporations are stepping up, and that's going to be reflected today in who who comes down here and some of the pledges that you're seeing, right? Yeah,
5: it surely will be. I think it's going to catch on the same way the $1,000 bonuses caught on When we put through the tax bill for corporations, I think you're going to see a groundswell of big American companies signing literally a pledge sheet that they will take on many more
0: apprentices. All righty. Good information from CNBC's Joe Kernan of the show Squawk Box as he interviewed U.S. Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross at the White House at the end of last week as they talked about the American Worker Council and Jobs and Trade. Well, that wraps up Hour 1 of today's Y'all. When we come back, Hour 2 is going to have a recap of the weekend in sports. Plus, we'll be talking with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola. That's right around the bend on Y'all with John Rawl.
3: There's never been a better time to try our Sprint Network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help.
4: Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love. Title premium music streaming, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly. We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas, I didn't
3: mean literally.
4: Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best
3: deal ever switch to sprints unlimited plus plan for just 42 dollars per line but hurry for a limited time it's now 22 dollars per line when you bring or buy your own phones visit a sprint store Sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1
4: price with five dollars per month auto pay discount one hulu limited commercials plan for sprint account features differ offer coverage not available everywhere excludes taxes fees and roaming requires new lines subject to credit third activation fee speed maximums use rules and restrictions apply
0: Y'all, the show all about the South. Welcome back to Hour 2, the Monday edition of Y'all, broadcasting on great stations across the land of the South, the land of cotton, the land of collard greens, the land of pecan, pecan pie, the land of seersucker, the land of y'all. <laughs> John Raw with you here. Glad you could join us. Our number is 803-816-1170, 803-816-1170. And you can call or text that number anytime you feel like it. Operator standing by. And on Twitter, we are at at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W at Y'all Show. And we've got other interesting and fun social media ob- options coming up very soon. So hang on to the Y'all Show. We'll get that to you. So uh, as we said, hold on to your britches. We'll get that, okay? Okay. Here on the Y'all Show in Hour 2 today, we're going to have in just a few Jerry Short, the teller of tall tales from Takapola Way. He'll be joining us to talk about that tragedy that happened in Missouri the other day as I think it was 17 lost their lives in that duck boat accident. And Jerry has his own experience riding on duck boats. He'll tell us that. Plus, we'll get some more tall tales from Jerry in short stories from Jerry Short coming up later this hour and want to remind you, tomorrow on the Y'all Show, we'll turn our attention to some good barbecuing and, and more. And we'll also get a r- update on the political race going on in the state of Georgia as they're having a Republican primary runoff for governor. And that is a race that's got parties in the Republican side, factions, going up against each other, including Donald Trump versus the current governor of Georgia, Nathan Deal, as they both have picked the other candidate in the Primary runoff going on Tuesday in Georgia. So we'll have lots of info on the Tuesday, y'all. So hang on for that tomorrow. But right now on the Y'all Show, we're going to turn our attention to the sports review, what happened over the weekend in sports. And how about Johnny Football? He is now in the Canadian Football League, and not often do we start our sports on the Y'all Show talking about Canadian football. But that's exactly the news, as Johnny Manziel, the former Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback from Texas A&M, he was actually traded over the weekend from the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL to the Montreal Alouettes. And the Alouettes uh, receive not only Manziel, but offensive tackle Tony Washington and offensive lineman Landon Rice. They go to Montreal in exchange for defensive end Jamal Westerman, wide receiver Chris Williams, and first round picks in 20 and 2022. General Manager Kavis Reed said in a statement, We have acquired an exceptional quarterback with undeniable talent. With his great mobility, his athletic abilities, and his instinct, we believe that he will have a positive impact on our office. Now, we've got to give Johnny Football some credit because he is giving the CFL a try because he wants to not only prove he can still play football, but he wants to help prove that his life is on track after the soap opera that he led in not only Texas A&M, but also with the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. He wants to prove everyone that he's got his life on track, and I hope he does. We all hope the best for everybody here, but but someone who with Johnny Manziel has had issues with off-the-field issues and extracurricular issues off the field, we hope that that he is getting his life squared away in Montreal. He's going to be reunited with former Texas A&M head football coach Mike Sherman. As Sherman was head coach of the Texas A&M Aggies back when Manziel first played in College Station. Sherman was the coach and then Kevin Sumlin came over and was the head coach during Manziel's Heisman Trophy year of 2012. He was redshirt in 2011 when Sherman was still the coach there in Texas A&M. But now both will be in Montreal in the CFL together. And I'm looking forward to seeing him get some playing time. He really did not play at all for Hamilton of the CFL. And with his presence, I, I hopefully it will get the French-speaking citizens of Montreal out to see the CFL and see Johnny Football. I don't know what that translates to in French, Johnny Football, but... We wish him the best and and again johnny manziel off now to montreal of the cfl and of course naturally he's hoping he can make a good impression in this league and get a chance so that he can ultimately get back to the nfl and and be a winner in the nfl so that is the news from the cfl now to the nfl and some sad news as former dolphins head football coach tony sperano was found dead at the age of 56 on sunday he has been the offensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was found Sunday, uh, passed away, and we wish his family well. One of his sons is an assistant in the NFL. He had been uh, interim coach with Oakland. Then he held positions with Cleveland, Washington, Jacksonville, Dallas, San Francisco, and the New York Jets, but he was the head coach in Miami from 2008 to 2011, and he was 32 and 41 as a head coach. He took the Dolphins in his only playoff appearance in his first season in South Florida as they won the AFC East with an 11-5 record. Tony Sperano died at the age of 56, unexpectedly, just before the start of training camp and just before the start of the season. Actually, every NFL team will be in camp before the end of this week. So it is time for the big boys of football to get it on. Starting this week, some of them have already been in camp, like the Ravens and the Bears, for several days. But every NFL team gets going at various locations. Most at their own practice facilities, but some go off to crazy faraway places. Like the Texans are in, the, they're at the Greenbrier in West Virginia this week. The Cowboys go all the way to California for their practice for NFL season the Carolina Panthers go to Wofford College in Spartanburg for their training training camp that may change because the reason they go to Wofford is that's where longtime owner and founder of the franchise Jerry Richardson played college football but now he has sold the franchise and there's a new owner who may not want to go to Spartanburg every summer we'll have to keep our eye on that but most teams do the practices for the season at their own facilities Kind of boring. It seems like it would be a lot more fun if you were an NFL player to go to a camp off at a small college somewhere like Wofford and get ready for the season. But that's uh, those guys get a lot of money, and they get a lot more money in their pocket than I do to make those kind of decisions. To college football, did you see from the ACC Media Day, speaking of Charlotte last week where the Panthers are headquartered, the city of Charlotte hosted the Atlantic Coast Conference media event, and UNC head football coach Larry Fedora drew criticism for what he said about CTE, and he said he doubted the connections between football and CTE. Well, now North Carolina's athletic director came to his defense a day after Fedora was widely questioned for saying he doubted the connections between football and CTE. Bubba Cunningham, athletic director in Chapel Hill, told reporters during a break in Thursday's UNC Board of Trustees meetings that Fedora's point was poorly communicated. You know, I think Larry was really concerned about the health and safety of students, and I don't think it came across all that well. Again, maybe a misspeak by the head coach of North Carolina's football team. CTE is a degenerative brain disease found in many people with a history of head injuries, including athletes. We're going to have more on the ACC on the Wednesday edition of Y'all. We'll actually get some of that audio from UNC and Clemson and more as we'll have the ACC spotlight on the Y'all Show this week. But, yes, they've wrapped up their media event in the ACC. Good job there by that conference for putting all their coaches in the spotlight for two days. It took the SEC four days to stretch out their football media days last week. I think the SEC got a lot more attention, though, if that's what they're looking for. Well, former ACC and SEC basketball coach Cliff Ellis well, congratulations to the current head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers basketball team because the team that he coached when he got his career up and going back in the early 1970s, Cumberland College in Lebanon, Tennessee, now Cumberland University, they are naming their court, their basketball court at Cumberland in Cliff Ellis's honor. How about that? Cliff Ellis, who's still coaching, And still making an influence, he was the national coach of the year in 1999 when Auburn won the SEC crown. He did a fantastic job at Clemson in the late 80s, early 90s with teams that uh, Eldon Campbell was one of his players for Clemson. And uh, they just uh, they came within a heartbeat of making it to the final four. Connecticut hit a miracle shot to end Clemson's basketball run in 1992, maybe 91. Go Google that sometime if you're looking for that. But Cumberland University, Lebanon, naming their basketball court after Cliff Ellis, who coached Cumberland from 1973 to 1975 when it was known as Cumberland Junior College at that time. And the playing surface at Dallas Floyd Phoenix Arena is going to be named after Cliff Ellis at a public ceremony on August 17th. So if you're in Wilson County, Tennessee, you can now go to Cliff Ellis Court. They're at Dallas Floyd Phoenix Arena in Lebanon, Tennessee. Cumberland, who I know very little about their basketball program. I know more about their football program. And do you know why, friends? Why is Cumberland football historic? Well, they're in the history book for the wrong reason. They lost to Georgia Tech in the most lopsided loss in college football history back in the early 1900s. And the score was 222 to nothing, I think it was. Uh, 222 to nothing against Georgia Tech in the worst defeat in college football history. 1916, 222 to zero, your final score between the Georgia Tech engineers and the Cumberland College Bulldogs in the game played at Grant Field in Atlanta. And there's a famous picture of the scoreboard. I think they ran out of numbers. At the end of the first quarter, the score was 63 to nothing, Georgia Tech. And it was another 63 points put on the board in the second quarter. So what's that? Halftime score of 126? Yeah, 126 to nothing at half. And then they got 222 before it was all over with. Bulldogs had a rough day that day back in 1916. Now to golf. Francesco Molinari of Italy won the Open Championship at Carnusti, Scotland on Sunday. And with that, he takes on nearly $1.9 million in earnings. He was able to eke out the win over Justin Rose and Rory McIlroy, Kevin Kisner of South Carolina, a former UGA Bulldog golfer. He was able to finish in a tie for second, also alongside Xander Shoffley. But Francisco came roaring back to take the lead. Tiger Woods finished tie for sixth along with Kevin Chappell. And it was a, some say, a great finish there in Scotland as the Open Championship winds down. And... Molinari has an impressive run. I think I heard he's won three of the last five tournaments that he's been in, this impressive golfer winning the Open Championship, his first major, and a wonderful weekend for golf fans to see that, which I would say the Open, the British Open is maybe the most prestigious golf tournament, but arguably I say that because the the Augusta National is, is just such a shrine, and Very impressive to come out of Atlanta, of out of Augusta, with the uh, Masters green jacket. If you can, if you can pull that one off, and we want to give all the love and praise again to the 2018 Masters champ Patrick Reed, who played college golf right there in the CSRA for the Augusta College Jaguars, now Augusta University. Finally, from Sunday's Major League Baseball action, teams of note in MLB: the Baltimore Orioles continued to struggle; they fell to the Blue Jays. 5-4. 5-4. to four. Cincinnati was walloped by Pittsburgh 9-2. to two. The Rays and Marlins got together for the clash in Florida, and Tampa Bay prevailed 6-4 to four in a historic walk-off Grand Slam in the bottom of the night. The first Grand Slam walk-off in Tampa Bay Devil Rays slash Tampa Bay Rays history as Robertson got the big walk-off Grand Slam for TB in that one. Nationals win Sunday against the Braves. The Braves and Nats were washed out on Saturday. They were nearly washed out Sunday. A lot of weather-related issues in the nation's capital, but Washington wins 6-2 Sunday, and that series ends with a split as Atlanta got the win Friday against the Washington Nationals. The L.A. Dodgers topped the Brewers over the weekend on Sunday. The Royals knocked off the Twins Sunday 5-3, And finally, the Cubs were able to get past St. Louis 7-2 in a game played at Wrigley. The Cards continue to struggle in Major League Baseball this year, especially with teams like Milwaukee and and the Cubbies in their own division having pretty darn good years thus far. Well, that's a look at sports headlines from the weekend and more. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we'll have Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola. Some true, some not true, some very true. And we'll have Jerry stop by and share his perspectives on so much. So stick around for short stories with Jerry. That's up next on the Y'all Show with John Raw.
2: Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus 7 healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. When you don't have a big marketing budget, you have to wait until the opportunity is just
3: right. Well, consider this your opportunity alarm going off. VistaPrint's semi-annual sale has arrived with up to 50% off site-wide, including custom postcards, signs, invitations, posters, and more. And with tons of business card options, like square cards, now's the time to get huge savings on them too. Make the most of this opportunity. Go to vistaprint.com by July 24th and enter the promo code SAVEBIG.
0: And welcome back into y'all, the Monday edition. Hope your weekend was good as we get things going here with another exciting week of the program, All About Dixie. And on this show, we have on Mondays, short stories with the teller of tales from Tuckapola Way, Jerry Short. Jerry, hope you're doing well on a Monday, sir.
1: Oh, I'm doing good, doing good. Doing a lot better than a lot of other people, a lot worse than some. Thank you.
0: Yeah, uh, we were talking before the show about uh, what happened, awful tragedy at the end of last week in Branson, Missouri, and I've been to that lake. It's where Big Cedar Lodge is located, which is a very big tourist attraction in the southwest corner of Missouri, and with the duck boat killing all those people. Jerry, you mentioned that you had had a history of riding in duck boats. Well, I rode
1: into two amphibious duck boats at, uh, um, when I say two, I mean two locations. The ones in Branson, Missouri, and then they also have them down in Hot Springs, Arkansas, at uh, Do Lake Hamilton. And uh, just to go back, I mean, on the one down in Lake Hamilton, uh, I rode that one, and it wasn't too long after that that um, they lost seven, eight, nine—I don't remember exactly how many people one sunk down there. And uh, and my re- the way, I recall the reason it sank was because uh the dry shaft broke and wallered out a hole and it, it took in water in the hole and uh it weighted it down of course and it sunk. So uh you know there's more than one way that one can go down besides uh sixty seven mile an hour wind or sixty three whatever that was and up at uh up at tabletop. But uh yeah, you know what the those things those amphibious uh ducks are you familiar with a? Uh, you've been in the military, a deuce and a half. Yes, sir. Um, that's what they're made from. They took a body of a deuce and a half in World War II, and then they put a hull around it with aluminum, and then they put a drive shaft in it. And I asked the guy uh, when I rode one one time how it was made, and he—this is what I remember him telling me—he threw a—it's a P—a uh, a power takeoff, a PTO. That they engage it when they go in the water, and it gets that drive shaft to turning. And it's got got an auxiliary motor down around that drive shaft in the hull, some kind of way. But the propeller is at the very back, and it's not a very big propeller. Seems seemed like he said it it would do about 5 to 10 miles an hour in the water. And on land, though, I think they would run about 40 or 50 miles an hour. Uh, But they're made, you know, from the same engine and the same... Same thing as an army deuce and a half. And, uh, you know, deuce and a half will uh, hold a couple of squads, you know, so we're talking, you know, 24, 25 men. So it seems like that's about what they had in that one at, uh, at Sank at, uh, Tabletop, uh, at Branson uh, this week. And, uh, you know, that taking that water in like that and, of course, obviously, uh, it probably shouldn't have been on, been in the lake. Uh, and if you can't get a weather forecast ahead of that, you know, I know a wind shear will come in and just all at once sometime. And I wasn't too far away from that. I was about 50 miles north, north of it when it came through. And it was just as black as it could be down that way with lightning. So, you know, and it was about that same time I noticed it from where I am. I'm south of Kansas City. But uh, anyway, uh, it takes in that water, and and I understand they told them, don't use your uh, life preservers. Well, the ones that I wrote in, and I wrote in two, like I said, uh, the life preservers were above my head. All you have to do is just reach up and pull it down. And getting that, getting on that one, there's two seats on each side, and you're in those. It's just like being on a school bus there's a way they've got the, bus, the seats set up in them and uh they have a cheer, cheer guide i guess he's the captain and he tells you you know when you leave town and you know like at hot springs you leave around the arlington sim uh Arley cemetery the arlington hotel and al capone's old hangout by the way and uh you go south down that way and he tells you all the you know the high point. same thing in branson you do it in branson and you go into the water down downtown at Main Street, dead end, just going down the water there. And I was out there, when, and uh, I, I, the way that lake is configured, you know, it's not like a, 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 it, it kind of just follows that mountain and that rock, and it's so deep. I understand that uh, it sank 40 feet. And it's landed on its uh, rubber tires. It's got six rubber tires, just like a deuce and a uh And it uh, landed on uh, its tires. But it rolled forward in that rock bottom lake another 40 feet. So it's submerged 80 feet deep now. So, I mean, if you would have been trapped on it, there would have been no hope if you were alive
0: mm-hmm. or
1: anyway. So I look for trouble coming with uh, more regulations and regulations probably uh on on this kind of uh terrorism the f the, they're, they're all over the country people don't realize there's so many i know the first ones i ever saw was at the wisconsin dales and they i think they were the first ones to ever have it they have a sign up where it says first amphibious duck uh curious or something i remember I, I, some reason i remember it being because it was my birth uh, birth year if they started it, and that would have been like nineteen forty something, forty six maybe. I thought you
0: were born in the eighteen hundreds.
1: That's right. Golly, <laughs> I I try to not let everybody know that, John. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I think I should have been. But uh anyway, uh I went one time. Just just make it real, just a real quick. Uh, uh situation of enjoying the duck ride and the visit i had a friend who was assistant administrator of a hospital and he wanted a trip to uh to hot springs and so we went to hot springs i went with my wife and children went with him and he had a station wagon and we got over there and he had two nights and a day i mean two three days and and two nights but the, the hotel that they let him have was the uh uh, downtowner of uh, Hot Springs, then. I know they have really came a long ways. That was in the se- late 70s, early 80s, 80s, sometime like that. But anyway, we uh, we had to, all you had to do is go look at a lot for a Diamond Head uh, corporation that was uh, developing a housing subdivision. It so happened that the people were out of Holly Springs, Mississippi, the least, but they were developing that. So we went down and looked at that. And then I got ready. I thought we were going to spend the night and then do the town and go to the bath, bathhouse row and do all that. And he said, well, I've checked us out of the hotel. And I said, what? Wait, Why don't we check out the hotel? Uh, we've got tents uh, that we brought, and we thought we'd spend the night up on Washita Lake, Lake Washita on the Washita River. And I said, uh, what am I going to say? i'm with him i'm your guest so we you know we do a few local tourist things like oak race racetrack and and that kind of stuff so we go up there that night and uh set up tents and i get enough of that in the military and working buying timber and land but anyway we're up there doing that and uh um uh, i get a little uh if you remember the movie jaws and uh I get a little romantic with my wife and we swim out and and she keeps thinking Jaws is coming over the, over her shoulder and, uh,
0: in Arkansas, just
1: ruined, the, just ruined the whole atmosphere.
0: I don't think there's too many sharks in Arkansas, but I could be wrong.
1: Well, you know, Jaws just scared the heck out of people. And you know how that music is. And, uh, well, you know how land sharks are. I think old Miss, has become a land shark operation and land shark's got to be as bad as a regular shark. So, uh, jaws was a real kicker, but it knocked the, uh, ambiance off of our trip up there. <laughs> but we did, we did ride the, uh, amphibious ducks and, uh, do those things. And in the time that, uh, I went to, uh, uh, to Branson and, and, and enjoyed my ride on, them. uh, this is a little risque, not uh, that much. No, not that much, not that much. Uh, you know, I'm a little, uh, I, 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 my grandmother's nurse and I had got to be friends, and I asked her and she was say 20, say I was 50. And, uh, I said, uh, and that's when I was covering sports for a local newspaper and, um, I had, uh, two press passes for the press box and the sideline. And, uh, I got, I said, you want to go? And so she went and then we went to Fayetteville and we went to the game, but I stayed on the opposite side of the stadium. I stayed on the home side where I didn't want to, it's not that I was embarrassed to be with 20 year old, but, uh, you know, it just didn't seem kosher. So anyway, Just as I thought I was finishing, the athletic director, who was a friend of mine at the time, he starts coming around that way. I take my coat off because it was cold then, and uh, wind was blowing in, and I put. uh, I said, put this on and go stand there by the corner over there, and you'll be a lot warmer. And then we talked, and he went on by, and then I said, dodge all these bullets and let's get out of here. This guy in the stand starts hollering, short, short and i look around and there's an arkansas razorback fan with a hog hat on one of those plastic hog hats and i'm saying huh. who in the heck do i know that's a anyway he was from i knew him and it worked around him and he was from my my hometown so really? he yeah and he was a razorback fan and i knew he was a razorback fan but i didn't know he was gonna be at the ballgame or anything anyway. so i uh we went up to press box and uh after we went up in the press box, I ran into a couple that was doing a cookbook on SEC by SEC coaches. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had gotten them uh, a recipe from Coach Brewer and Billy, and I mean K, and, Kay, and uh, gave it to them. So they liked me a lot. I think I ran into them over at Georgia Sanford Stadium or somewhere first time, and I'd see them at ball games occasionally. They'd cover a ball game, and then they were writing stories and doing a cookbook and I met them, and then uh, she was with me, this young girl, and they wanted us to go out and eat that night, and that's when I decided to go to Branson, so I said, oh, I would, but we've got a apartment in Branson, and so we left and went straight to Branson from Fayetteville, but got over there, and that's when we rode those ducks over there, and that is a, I can see by those cliffs, you know, around over there, the rock formations, and you know it's not it's not like being down on bull shows like or anything like that it's a pretty dangerous thing so hmm. uh the only thing that happened over there worth noting i guess was uh i guess i was shook up i don't know why but i locked my keys in my vehicle and uh had to have a locksmith to get me out of branson that next day so i think i left about one or two in the afternoon on sunday morning or something like that but anyway i'm sure if there was a if i had a 30
0: year age difference with a a, a person there might be some hesitation on me and i might do things like lock my keys in the car <laughs> yeah,
1: well, maybe that maybe that was it that's I probably why been, donald
0: trump doesn't drive i think he's about a 30 year age difference between he and melania
1: <laughs> Maybe I need to quit driving then. <laughs> I'd rather quit driving than quit the rest.
0: Yeah, okay. But we do yeah. want to keep in mind this awful tragedy that happened last week there outside of Branson, Missouri. And I don't know, have you seen the video of survivor Tia Coleman from Indianapolis? She lost nine family members, including three children and a husband, in this awful yeah. tragedy. Did you see that?
1: I heard I heard her uh or on the, on the radio mm. on uh, XM, and which is the same as a TV broadcast except it's just audio. And yeah, she was she was really. Uh,
0: I don't know how she it, could even do it, a, a press conference.
1: Really, she handled it really well. Uh, I noticed that you know they're a family that uh, they must do a lot of stuff together because it, she talked about a lot of mm. vacation places and and which ones she liked best. I don't know how she even thought about all that. Yeah. And how the kids love Myrtle Beach. It was their favorite place mm-hmm. to go. So, you know, they must go all over.
0: Yeah. so Just pick
1: a, a different place, you know, every year.
0: Something they do as a family and turn into this awful yeah. tragedy. So please keep Tia Coleman in your mind and, of course, her loved ones that were all lost. And all the people, nearly 20 people died in this awful tragedy last week. This is the Y'all Show. We're talking with Jerry Short, short stories. When we come back, we're going to switch over. Tia Coleman was from Indianapolis. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jerry about a time that he went to the state of Indiana. And, well, let's just say they didn't show him a lot of southern hospitality. We'll tell you about that right after the break here on Y'all with John Rawls.
6: GEICO presents unhelpful home improvement how-to's.
4: An overflowing toilet can wreak havoc on your home. So today, I'll show you how to avoid a flood by installing the toilet in your bathtub. All you need is a plumber's wrench and a hose clamp. This easy modification not only stops flooding, it also cuts down on morning prep time.
6: You could try to protect your home with a tub toilet, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be.
0: Let's roll the
1: windows down, turn the radio up, and let the wind blow through our hair. Love is reckless. Let's get reckless.
0: back now for the last segment of the y'all show for a monday our number 803-816-1170 call or text that line any old time we would love to hear from you on this the show all about the south we have jerry short the teller of tales from Takapola way and we've got him for another segment here where Jerry we love to get your take on on things and also your history your very vast history of going places not only in the south but throughout the country and with your job in the past you often went beyond the Mason Dixon line and one time at least on one occasion when you went up north you were not you were not shown very good hospitality what in the world happened
1: Well, a lot of times if they know you're from uh, the South, they uh, kind of frown on you a little bit. So, I bought land and timber and, you know, I would have to, there were a lot of absentee landowners in the South. A lot of Afro-Americans went North uh, in the 40s and 50s and worked in uh, uh, a lot of the industry, you know, that they had there that we didn't have in the South, so. It's a pretty good, uh, it's a a lot of them that's still on land that you'd be really surprised. So I'd buy timber or land if they were selling it from them. But I'd have to go up and get the timber deeds. uh, And um, I'd have to get them notarized and signed. And I'd take them their money. And if they wanted a a cashier's check or some cash, you know, we'd do it that way. But uh, I had this lady one time, and she was an older lady. And, uh, she was of uh, that persuasion and, and, uh, I picked her up and this is the time said, you were in
0: Northern Indiana, I was in
1: Indianapolis, Indiana, Oh,
0: Indianapolis. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was in Indianapolis, Indiana on this one. And since we were talking about Indiana, I thought I would, uh, go ahead and, and tell you about this Indianapolis deal. And so when we got there, you know, I said, well, all we need to do, and I'll give you, I'll give you what we've agreed on or your timber on your place in uh, Mississippi. But uh we need to go get this timber deed signed and uh and notarized. So we need a note of public from somewhere. And I said, Have you got a bank and a bank account here? And she said, Yes, it's a such and such bank. So we went to her bank. And when we went to her bank, we first we went up and went to she went to a teller and the teller said, Well that will have to be done over there by the, one of the uh, officers behind the little uh wood fence that you swing the little gate and go in behind and all well, we walked over there and uh, they said yes ma'am is so and so and uh they said uh what do you need and then we told her we needed that notarized she did and and then they asked who is he and she says he's the man i'm selling it to and uh, he, he said can let me see that uh timber deed and he looked at it and he said uh it's mississippi and uh and I said, uh, "Well, all we need is your uh notarization, and you you're just notarizing her signature and he said, "Are you from Mississippi and I said, "Yes, sir, i am and he said he told her he said, uh, Can I talk to you in private and uh he she came in, he told me to stay on where I was, and then she come back and uh she told me that uh he said uh, you, you can't trust someone from Mississippi that's buying your timber." Uh, they're probably trying to almost steal it so i'm not going to notarize this and she really got upset and told me later she was going to change banks because she was wanting her money but was uh, the
0: the banker white or black
1: no he was a white guy they were all white okay she was she was probably the only uh, afro-american in the in the bank okay. with me and, her.
0: and she and wanted uh, she wanted the money she wanted to sell it to yeah, you yeah
1: it was it was her money and it was upright it was a good deal and it when anybody taking advantage of anyone, you know, everybody makes theirs on their end. So uh, I said, well, you got another idea we can go. And she said, well, I'm a AAA member. and we can go to a AAA place. And so we went somebody that had AAA, and she'd been there a lot. And I think it was a small loan agency. And uh, they wouldn't sign. And same reason. And, uh, he's from Mississippi and from the South and Mason, you know, the, the South and Mississippi, put the two together and you got a no, no. And, uh, so, uh, I told her when we, which
0: also means uh, no money for the lady.
1: That's right. She couldn't get a penny till we get it notarized. And, uh, I got the deed to take back to the bank. Obviously, you know, I probably had to borrow, borrow the money from the bank but the bank would go ahead and they would let me have the money in advance but i had to <laughs> i had to bring the money back if i don't bring a deed back so anyway um i told her i said you know i had this trouble in chicago one time and we got it taken care of at a funeral home and i said you know a good funeral home and she said yeah we went there and they took care of it and uh they notarized it she got back i think i was in a pathfinder then and she was in there with me, and as we uh, um, as we rode, uh, was going to pull out of the parking lot. She said, uh, "You might wait just a second? She got out in the flow board, and uh, I'd give her the money when we got in the car, and give her cashiers check. She gave me the D, and she had some cash, and she was counting the cash and out in the flow board, and then she handed me a couple of thousand, and I said, "Ma'am, what's that for?" And she said, That's for your trouble and all you've done to help me get it. And I said, You don't know me. I've got myself figured in. You know, don't worry. Don't, don't worry about me. I'm figured in. And she said, Well, I, I want you to have it. And I said, No, ma'am, I'm not. I, that's your money. And I said, What are you going to do anyway? And she said, I'm moving back to Mississippi to get away from up here. <laughs> and uh, so I guess, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I had said she had a trailer house on her property about seven, eight years later, I didn't stop in and see, but she must've went back down there to to finish the rest of her life out. But, uh, you know, those kind of incidents would come up quite often. Uh, they just, uh, they, they don't trust you. And, uh, it's mostly our people. And when I say our people, somebody may be in our profession or somebody, a lawyer or, you know, or, uh, or one of their bosses at work who would be a caucasian would tell them to be careful you know if you're doing business with people in the south and but it, they had to land down there and they had to it was only only way they could do it but uh in chicago if anybody's ever been to chicago i've been a thousand times it seems like and most most everybody i dealt with it was absentee landowners lived on halstead which Wrigley Field starts there and then it just misses Kaminsky Park and it goes down south to Kankakee and uh, I would go in those areas and if you ever watched Archie Bunker most of the people lived in houses like that but they would have iron bars on the doors and they would uh, they would uh, live on the second or third floor so they wouldn't live on the bottom floor where that feel safer and I'd go there and then they would think that I was risking my life crossing the street, crossing Halstead, and crossing over with money. I'd have money with me because we'd go up. And then uh, I know one night at one of the places, they had their nephew was in said uh, he was in law school, and he kept his briefcase away. And it was seven of them that got that, and I divided it up into sevenths that each person got that money. And and he said uh, I get two portions. And uh, the rest of them looked at him, and they just, they went on and agreed. And and as we went out, we couldn't—we was going to get it notarized. It was a Sunday night, and we was going to a funeral home, and they said, uh, "I went up and asked him." As we started out to door, said, uh, "Say, how come you get, <laughs> how come you getting an uh, extra portion here?" And he said, well, "You know, I'm in law school, and I've had to handle all this law in up here, and." He had a briefcase that he had opened up and all he had in it was a Webster's dictionary. So I nicknamed him Webster and I don't, he didn't know why I'd call him it, but I'd see him and I'd say, Hey Webster, how's it going? <laughs> 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 and, uh, so we went down to that funeral home and they had three memorial services going on at the same time. God, their what? reefs were, their reefs were of, uh, of, um, uh, uh, not hammer and sickle almost same thing was of a spade and of a, a pick axe and that was a reef and they were made in an x around the reef and that was in that uh where they were having those memorial services so we went down the hall to get this lady that worked there that they knew was going to sign uh, was going to notarize and stuff and they got to talking she'd been on television uh uh that, that morning in church service and singing and they kept on and i was wanting to get out of there they had told me to cover the stuff up that was in my car somebody would bust the windows out of it and get it and i had a, a lot of photography stuff in the back seat you know and they kept saying you know uh they we didn't saw you and you sang so good and you did it finally i said excuse me i don't mean to interrupt but i reached out and shook her hand and i said I'm her cousin from Mississippi. And, uh, <laughs> it didn't quite look we, like
0: him, I'm sure. No. What, but
1: is there any way we can go ahead where I can get started back to Mississippi to the old home place? <laughs> and I uh, guess I needed to go to Taco Polo quick. But um, anyway, we went in there, and she got a little laugh out of it, a pretty good laugh out of it. But when, the, when it broke up, um. And I got it signed. I got the. I got it signed, and I gave her the cashier's check, and you know, I gave them seven of them. I told them they was gonna have to divide that up to give that other boy his part. But I went through the, through through the center of the memorial service area. All three of them had let out at the same time, and it was just me, and all the people that were at the memorial service and every one of them was in african American. not that, that means anything or should mean anything but they had they had warned me about the danger of being there but you know down there at night the people that i was dealing with so and it was pretty late at night it was about 10 o'clock by then and i went on out on the street and when i went out the front door they would crowd me and they wouldn't let me buy them man i had to make myself thin and you know i'm not that thin but i had to get pretty thin to get out of there and ease out i look like a I looked like a snake trying to get out of that place. And, uh, I got out to the car, and when well, I went down the steps, there was two standing there at the steps, and I thought they were going to follow me across the street, but they didn't. And I went on to Kankakee and hit Interstate 57, and next thing I knew, I was in Cairo and in Memphis, but uh, I I got out of there. But that's that's the kind of stuff, you know, that happened a lot. And they even noticed your car tag. You know, they'll ask you, "You from Mississippi? What 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 what, what, you, what are you doing here?" You know, wherever you parked or whatever you're doing. You know, well,
0: so. don't they realize most people in the South don't generally go to the North? Uh, yeah,
1: they do, and that's not, maybe that's the reason that they key on that.
0: Okay,
1: you know,
0: I mean, I, right. I'm sure we talk about our trade deficit with countries around the world from a trade deficit of North versus South, from a tourism perspective, from a business perspective. I don't know of too many people that go north on vacations.
1: Now, as far vaca- now if you go to the uh from say from uh Notre Dame and South Bend on to Niagara Falls, so anywhere along Lake Erie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sandusky or Erie, Pennsylvania or anywhere other place, Sandusky, Ohio. And those are great places. They're they, better than any
0: They place. are, but most people in the South don't even consider those as options. I know for, for and tourism. they need
1: they really need to because like Sandusky is the home of uh, Edison, but uh, anyway, that's, you know you got that uh, amusement park there. that's just, at the most roller coasters of any place in the world, and you're just not gonna beat a uh, uh, vacation or entertainment up that way in some of those places. But you know, like the Dales I mentioned earlier with the amphibious uh, boats, I mean they've got everything in the world over there on the west side of. Uh, wisconsin hmm. and uh it's a lot of stuff up there to do yeah and they got fingers lake in new york and and uh the old erie canal you can cheer it and ride in a boat up the old erie canal and those old locks that they built when they dug it back in eighteen hundreds. you know yeah. those things it's lots of stuff to see right. you know but and, there's
0: a lot of stuff down here in the south too jerry and we don't want to we don't want to well, forget no, about was, our southern choices too
1: no i was just uh saying it it's it's a lot of people, like you said, don't realize exactly, you know, what it is. And, of course, there's this seasonal, too, now. You better check it out in four or five, six months out of the year. Right. You can't do it like you can here 12 months out of the year.
0: Jerry Short, so. the teller of tales from Tocopola, with our great report of going beyond the Mason-Dixon line, sir. Thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week. You are welcome,
1: Mr. Raw.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting to hear what you had to say. I, a dramatic uh, pause. I didn't know if you were going to give me another title besides my last name.
1: No, I better stick with Mr. Raw. All right. Thank you. Hold you. All right, Jerry Short.
0: <laughs> yep. Thank you, sir. Well, that wraps up today's y'all show. Tomorrow on the program, we'll feature the Georgia runoff election. We're going to have a special guest from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, Jim Galloway, stop by and help us preview the Georgia election going on tomorrow in the Peach State as they are having a Republican primary runoff for governor. We'll have info on that, plus the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue scheduled to be back with us talk a little cue and a lot of sports on the Tuesday, y'all. Until that time, you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been the Y'all Show with John Raw.
2: Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus 7 healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
3: There's never been a better time to try our Sprint Network. We have to find a way to tell everyone. Atlas is here to help.
4: Because now we have our new Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu and all the TV and movies you love. Title Premium Music Streaming, 15GB Mobile Hotspot, and Full HD. All on the network built for Unlimited at the best price. Exactly! We need to shout this deal from the rooftops. You got it. Atlas,
3: I didn't mean literally!
4: Sprint's new Unlimited Plus plan. Best
3: deal ever. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit a Sprint store Sprint.com Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1.
4: Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new lines subject to credit. $30 activation fee speed. Maximums use rules and restrictions apply.